Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot. Oh, baby, what a play. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss Eric Bieniemy moving on and share some final notes from the Super Bowl 57 victory. Joe, we've had a week to digest this Super Bowl victory. Any kind of final thoughts? Any epitaph here? Well, we we had a we had a week to digest it because we were eating a lot of food. I think a lot of the Chiefs <laughs> players had a week to sober up after seeing on that parade. I mean, boy, not to bring that up, but boy, they were having some fun. Uh, but you know what? They deserve it, and they earned it, and uh, they earned the as as Travis Kelsey would say, they earned the right to party, right? And because uh, you got to fight for your right to party, right, Travis? Uh, but no, yeah, they they this has been great. I mean, watching that parade and. And seeing it, um, you know, it's been tough being here in Philadelphia, to be honest, you know, just uh, dealing with some of the fans here. But, you know, I got to say the fans here have been great. I I think, um, you know, even even with the week off and and getting a time for it to to sit and fester or whatever, um, you know, not a lot of complaints about the calls or 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 anything. I think every that would like Jeff, we said it from the moment these two teams were honored, you know, by winning to to get go into the Super Bowl that this was it was a clean two weeks leading up and it's actually been a very clean you know two weeks after you know a week after I, I really feel that way and I'm not just you know being Pollyanna optimistic about it I think I think both teams really dealt with it really well um, the Chiefs won like champions they won first class the, the Eagles you know conceded this game to to the Chiefs in in, a, in such a classy way. It's just been a really it's been very interesting to see uh just from my seat being in both camps, right? Living here in Philadelphia and 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 covering the Chiefs and and being a former chief like just to see that sports can be very positive if you just let them and you don't get caught up with the trash talking and all that. So, I know we talked a lot about that, but I think it's important to to reiterate Totally. Good point. An important point. Joe, the other thing I wanted to bring up, um, since we last chatted, there's been a lot of good articles about the game, a lot of cool videos on social media. One of the things uh, that you probably saw, I know Nate Taylor mentioned in one of his really good stories for The Athletic, um, was that earlier in the season, uh, Jamal Agnew of the Jaguars uh, against the Eagles ran a similar play, like a, a motion that they that the Chiefs would end up using with both Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore to score those wide open touchdowns. And, you know, Agnew used it and was totally wide open for a score as well. And credit, I mean, that's the Chiefs, the Chiefs had like a coaching clinic in the Super Bowl. And that was just one example going back to that and seeing how it, how, how they, the Eagles didn't respond well to it. But then I, I, Joe, I know you said this is a Philly perspective. I really got a question, Jonathan Gannon, that that like you you know I know that was a super long time ago and stuff, but like you would think, what usually happens with great coaching staffs is they they get they see a glaring mistake like that, they fix it. And going a little further, we're we're going to talk about this later, but it does remind it's like geez, the Arizona Cardinals were that quick to hire 
Gannon, the defensive coordinator, over a guy like Eric Bieniemy, who is literally the one who who is like creating all these schemes that that you know that that out he literally out schemed him. That was that was yeah. anyhow. That was I I'm sure you saw that Agnew play. Yeah, no, Jeff, that's a great point. And and you know I gotta I just backtracked a little bit to my comment about you know neither team being salty about the game, right? The Chiefs for for winning like cheap like professionals and champs and then the Eagles losing like champs in first class. I'm not saying that the Eagles fans weren't mad at somebody. Yeah. And, and, and I think they were really, really mad at John Gannon. Like, I think that was, I heard on a couple of talk radio shows here that, you know, people wanted him fired. And then if he did get a head coaching job, it was good riddance. And I'm glad he got that head coaching job so that, you know, Nick Sirianni didn't have to go through the process of firing you know, his defensive coordinator. So that's how the fans and media felt here in Philly. You, so you think he actually would have been fired, Joe? That seems no, no, but that that's what not, that's not what just, that's thought. what that's, that's what right. the fans wanted. Right. That's what the, the fans, fans wanted. wanted that. They they wanted him, they wanted him fired. And and they were like, well, if he gets a head coaching job, good riddance, then Nick Sirianni won't have to fire him. Right. You know, right. for 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 the, for what they consider the debacle. And and I think that's a where a lot of the anger you know, my goodness, those guys, Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore were more open than me on some of my tackle eligible touchdowns. It's like jeepers, creepers, guys. Like, I mean. Um, they, they did some of the next-gen stats. You know, the yardage they were showing, I should pull it up just compared to, like, it was two of the most wide-open plays of all season, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. So, J- Jonathan got it. So, you know, and that and that brings us to a point that we need to obviously address, and that's the loss of Eric Bieniemy, right? I mean, we need to we need to address that, Jeff, and we need to talk about it. And I'm sure we'll spend a lot of this off season, you know, each week going over this and digesting this with, with our listeners. But, you know, I, I think I, I, it's, it's just a strange move that, that there's something you and I have always said this, there was something with Eric B that, that there was a reason why he didn't get, you know, snatched up like some of these other coaches and, and whether it was the way he interviews and I've heard some, you know, conspiracy theories that, you know, it's because, Somebody wants to, him to prove himself outside of Andy Reid and that he's going to need this Washington commander's job as offensive coordinator, assistant head coach to prove that he can like, which who, he doesn't need to do that. Eric Bieniemy deserved to be a head coach in, the, in this league. And it's just, it's very frustrating as somebody who's been, you know, we've been very close to this team, you and I, and just frustrating that, that he didn't get the opportunity to be a head coach the way that you see other coaches um, get that, that shot, you know, especially some of these coaches that are young, you know, these younger coaches that are, are, are to me, some of them are just like unproven, you know, I mean, this guy's been to five AFC championships, uh, three Super Bowls, two wins, mentored Patrick Mahomes, did it with a whole new cast of characters, mm-hmm. whether, whether it was Eric or Andy or not, it's still, he was there learning and doing with Andy Reid as the OC. Like, I don't, you know, I can't, I can't imagine that somebody didn't see all of those accolades and say, what the heck, you know, I mean, cause you get some of these unproven coordinators and position coaches that get elevated to head coaching jobs really without, without being battle tested the way that Eric Bieniemy was. So, you know, look, he's going to the NFC East. I wish him well, you know, obviously if he was going to AFC West, we'd be thinking differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to a- NFC. He's going to a team that really needs help. Um, and, and I really, we, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of cheese fans. I know Andy Reid's going to wish him well, you want your coaching tree to look great. And, um, you know, I think he's going to do, do really good things. So time will tell. And I hope that it all works out for him and that he ends up, you know, getting that head coaching job that he deserves. 
I hope so too, Joe, and more on uh, Eric Bieniemy. But first, uh, even though the Super Bowl is over, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and the easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Uh, Joe, you brought up some great points about Eric Bienemy uh, that we're going to return to. But first, uh, I wanted to kind of recap the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl parade. I actually had. Uh, it was cool. I got to speak to Jamal Charles uh, last week, uh, who will undoubtedly be a Chiefs Hall of Famer. I think he's actually got a a, a solid shot at being an NFL Hall of Famer. Anyhow, very cool promotion. He was giving away free Bud Lights at the Johnny's Tavern in the Power and Light District before the Super Bowl parade. I mean, who would turn that that down? Free beer from, from a Chiefs star? And, you know, most of our interview was just about the excitement of the Chiefs winning and the celebration. But, you know, he was coached by the enemy. He was coached by Andy Reid. Um, he endured some down years with the Chiefs and was released the year before the Chiefs drafted Mahomes. So, you know, I asked him if there's any level of envy of just missing out and he had a great answer, Joe. He said, I wish I didn't see my script. He was referring to the Arian Foster uh, <laughs> video that went viral about games being determined. And uh, Joe, I'm curious, your your perspective, um, and maybe some of the other players that you've been texting and, and stuff with that on this, you know, what your response are to the, I'm sure you're super, super excited. Any bit of envy that, that you know, you want the, the Chiefs a part of this? No, I, I you know, look, these the teams one one thing in sports jeff is is you always you always position it so that you know you feel like they're standing on the shoulders of giants right that that they're they're they've gotten to where they are because of foundations that were built year over year over year right a winning attitude a culture that the hunt family could continue on and on and on and and, and it's I, to me it's more of a legacy i i really mm-hmm. look who doesn't want a Super Bowl ring, right? Who didn't? Who doesn't? And and if you played the game and you were you were lucky enough and fortunate enough to be part of an NFL roster for a certain period of time, you certainly want to be able to flash you know one of those rings and be on a on a Super Bowl champion, right? I mean, gosh, I always joke with I always joke with people at work. I'm always they're always like, oh, how would you you know? Wouldn't it have been awesome to get a Super Bowl ring? I'd be like, yeah, I would love being in a sales meeting or something, you know, an Flash insurance it, meeting yeah. and just like, you know, kind of put my finger up to my forehead and be like, oh, 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 what's this? Uh, on my head. Very like subtle. Every, Very everybody subtle. wants to do, everybody wants to do that. Come on. You want to hand it around and pass it around at a party or something and, you know, let people see it and know that, you know, you accomplished something, but, but. At the same time, Jeff, you know, you, you got to be happy for the players that do get there. And, you know, we all kind of get to share in that success of the team. And, you know, I can't tell you how many congratulations, like, like I played, right? Like I, I got all these like, you know, messages. and That, uh, that was going to be my second question, Joe. Not only you playing for the Chiefs, but being this, this, there's so much talk about you in the Super Bowl with your Philly, uh, Kansas City connections. How, how many like text emails were you receiving and did you did a lot of other did a lot of your former teammates kind of reach out to to to, to chat with you if you can yeah i mean me. it was it was it was you know it was it was fun to to go through it um you know i think a lot of a lot of our 
our teammates were, were busy, uh, you know, but, but a lot of friends here in Philadelphia, even, even people who knew that I was, you know, uh, a Philadelphia native and somebody who was always rooted for the Eagles as a fan growing up here, um, we're all, you know, sending congratulations to your team. Congratulations to the Chiefs. I bet you're happy they won, you know, in a good way, in a really uh, good hearted way, um, which is great. And, and it, it was nice, you know, I got some that were like, Hey, sorry, the, the, the Eagles lost your hometown Eagles, but Hey, how about that win for, for your old chiefs, you know? And like, I, it was really nice. I mean, I think this, like I said, it just, it's, it's just one more demonstrated reflection of these two teams and the classiness that they both uh, exhibited throughout, you know, the season and then throughout this playoff run. And then ultimately leading up to the two weeks, the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl and this time after. I think it's just a it's a real testament to to the organizations and the players and their fan bases that have you know really handled this. Well, look, if there's always going to be a tweet here or, 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 you know, an article there that somebody gets a little frustrated with something that happened in the game or whatever. or they get a little angry, but you know, how, you how know. many, how many like text mess- messages, emails, tweets, were, were you just blowing up Joe? After oh that? yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's like, I mean, I'd be, I'd be lying if I knew exactly how many, but you know, I mean, dozens probably right of mm-hmm. friends, Facebook messages, uh, fa- Facebook posts, um, you know, that, that like we were putting up for our Super Bowl watching party and, you know, uh, pictures and things and things there direct messages yeah dozens and dozens of of really good-hearted you know congratulations and some of them were condolences on the eagles losing hey mm-hmm. sorry you know you're a hometown the eagle is fan but you know hey great win for the chiefs though right your old team like it's a ton of those like it was it was nice it was it was nice to to get to experience that and i, and I think going back to your original commentary about you know, how older players feel about these new teams that go to Super Bowls. Look, I mean, it's, we all get to share a little bit in that success. Yeah. We don't have a, you know, diamond studded uh, ring that, you know, weighs your arm down, but you definitely have a sense of pride in, in the organization that you played there and that, and they went on to to do really great things and, and just whatever little part we play in it, covering it or, you know, going to the game or going to support Kimball Anders at the Ring of Fame game, you know, it just uh, it makes you feel good um, about having been part of that, about, you know, having been a part of that organization for sure. And, you know, Jamal, you could sense his enthusiasm. He was great to yeah. talk to, very excited. For him, it was a little bit interesting. And I, you know, he was on, he said, you know, injuries really got the best of me. For him, a guy like that who was doing so well, and then he did get hurt, and then he really just barely missed out on the, this great era of Chiefs football. I could see that being a little – he was genuinely excited. But for, for him, given his position, given his timeline of his career, I could say, I could understand if there's a little bit of envy and stuff. That's just human nature. Um, sure. Joe, getting back to – you made some great points on Eric Bieniemy, which I really agree with. But I, I think becoming the offensive coordinator and assistant head coach in Washington, though, is a good move for him uh, for whatever reason. You know, you mentioned some of the possible maybe reasons. Maybe it was those. Maybe it was outright racism. Maybe it was some incidents he had in his background that have been discussed. Maybe it was some attributing the Chiefs' offensive success to Reed, like you mentioned, uh, opposed to the enemy. Or maybe it was uh, – Bianami not being the greatest interview, maybe it was all the above, probably some parts of uh, what I just discussed, but he had been in Kansas City 10 years, and it had just, for whatever reason, 
plateaued. So it, it looked like, a, unfortunately, a head coaching opportunity wasn't happening. So, I mean, I think it's it's an unfortunate move because I think he is deserving of being a head coach. But I think right now is the right move for him. And I think if he turns things around on that uh, Washington offense, which really only has one place to go, then he has to get a head coaching job. So I, I get it. I, I totally get it. Yeah, it's it, you know, like you said, Jeff. It's it's probably a, a combination of of, of things. Um, you know, yeah, it's it, it's it's unfortunate, and and it's 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 probably a stew of things in, in the recipe for why he's not. And it's you know, time will tell now, right? He's going to get his chance to do something in a different environment with a different team, maybe with a little bit more say. And you know, you hate for him to have to be tested in that role. Um, that way. And it's almost like he's, it's, I don't know. It just feels like an audition almost. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see it. It's, it's, it's something the chiefs are going to, we'll see how it affects the chiefs too. Right. I mean, if, if we see a dip in their offensive production or, or we see something happen, maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's proof. The proof would be in the pudding that, that it was, you know, Eric B and not always Andy Reed, you know, kind of building up the, the offense that has become, you know, the Kansas city chief vaunted offense. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. As you know, Jeff, better than anybody, every single season is different. Mm -hmm. uh, every single season is new. Look at this list of free agents. My goodness. Holy cow. What are we going to do? I mean, I know we've got some cap room and we've got some things, you know, that we can do, but you know, these players are going to want to go out and start testing the waters and it could escalate. It could escalate you know, pretty bad when you look at, at the top salaries, you know, uh, Orlando Brown, Juju, Carlos Dunlop, Derek Nottie, Andrew Wiley, right? Man, did he have, did he have a game to he made himself to, some money for sure? Wow. Like whether it's staying with the chiefs or whether it's, you know, somewhere on the free agent market that, that says, Hey, you know what? He proved it in the super bowl against, you know, one of the best pass rushers in the NFC, you know, uh, you know, there's, and there's some others too. I mean, you know, McCole Hardman, who's been, who's been hurt and injured, right. Um, Jarek McKinnon, who's been effective. Uh, maybe there's somebody out there looking for somebody like that. I mean, you know, Juan Thornhill, like I, the list, you know, people can go yeah. on and look at the lists. I mean, they, they know who they are. Um, Justin Watson, right. What would, with all this, with Kadarius Tony coming on and Sky Moore, you know, coming into his own as a rookie, you know, what does that mean? for Justin. Um, and does he get a chance now? He proved himself, I think a little bit, um, during the, during the season. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to, to see Nick Allegretti, right. Touchdown Nick. Um, you know, he's had some starts and he's played well and he's been a starter in the past. So, you know, I think, I think we're going to see that just this chiefs team and, and, you know, uh, they're going to be tested, you know, this, this front office staff and the scouts and getting ready for the combine and, you know, what, what we can do um, definitely going to be tested this off season, maybe I, more than others. I, I'm really excited. And it's always tough being the, the hunted. I mean, the chiefs are always kind of hunted, but really uh, more, more than ever they're going to be. They're the true team to beat the closest thing to a dynasty and on the probably on the precipice of becoming one. Uh, you mentioned Jarek McKinnon. He might be the one that I'm most interested in seeing what his market is. He was amazing for the Chiefs. I mean, yeah. the amount of touchdowns he scored, how, how good a receiving option he was. But 
he was he was such, so much more than that. He was also a runner. He was a great blocker, Joe. In that Super Bowl, he lined up one of the key plays as a fullback. Um, great pass blocker. So, but I, I'm really curious to see what his market is. He is a difference maker. I think he was one of the major guys who helped fill the void of Tyreek Hill because he was such a good outlet on passing situations. But he's 30 and he's had an injury history. So I'm really curious what his market is in Kansas City. He he totally his career came back when he it looked like he was on the fringe of maybe you know not not lasting in the NFL. So does he love this culture and want to come back, or does he understandably want want a kind of a payday after deserve after after his play is certainly deserving of one, and there might be a team who could pay him uh, elsewhere. And and Joe, that leads me to a, another point that I, I about Eric Bieniemy running backs. You have to think about Eric Bieniemy and. You know, another possible knock, potentially, which I don't agree with, but it seems like all the gurus, you know, who are um, the, the the end up as head coaches and these hot offensive coordinator names, a lot of them are like quarterbacks or the, the passing game guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the enemy was knocked by being his roots as a running back. But anyway, I'm very curious, and I'm not saying that's right at all, but that seems to be the trend that the passers, you know, do that. So I'm really curious to see. We don't know who Washington's quarterback is going to be. Um, we don't really know what they're – they do have the young kid from um, uh, Alabama who showed flashes last year. Um, you know, so well, I'm very curious to see what the Washington offense looks like. Are they going to be – is enemy going to go to his roots and he's going to be a run first or are they going to be like more pa- pass heavy? I, it's going to be really fascinating to see. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point, Jeff. I'm glad you brought that up because – yeah, that's something I never really thought of. Thanks for bringing that up because that I I that's a that's a uh, you know I'm gonna date myself. That's a V8 moment, right? The old V8 commercials, <laughs> right? So, the, look at even this hiring cycle of Frank Frank Reich, all these guys. It, it's former yeah. quarterbacks, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and you wonder if you know what what this whole sort of uh, you know this recipe that that the Chiefs have created, you know, the ingredients they put in, it never really did include the running game. I mean, really, if you think about it, yeah, they've had some magical, you know, running backs. Uh, but the, but the last, you know, the five AFC championships in the Super Bowl weren't made up of, you know, no Derrick Henry's out there. Yeah. You know, there's no, no Walter Payton's or Barry Sanders or, you know, they, they did it with, uh, I don't want to say smoke and mirrors. I don't want to take anything but away different from guy, almost different guys, almost every year who different who were effective, but new guys. Yeah. It's, it's, so is it, is it, is it the scheme? Is it, is it, you know, just, just having running backs who aren't going to lose the game for you, you know, who, who just are shorthanded and, you know, can, can do the work out of the backfield, give Patrick an outlet, get enough, do enough running that, that they can, you know, that they could take the pressure off of Patrick. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco is going to be, I think his development is going to be, you know, we talked a lot about Clyde Edwards Hilaire and, and the development we were hoping to see out of him. We saw flashes of it, I think, at times, you know, being that last pick of the first round and, you know, kind of maybe thinking we got him for a steal. You know, I think Isaiah Pacheco might be a real steal. Like yeah. he might be like a true tested and true late round, you know, absolute just unbelievable you know draft pick that we're talking about for years to come if he continues to develop the way he does because i think you talk about jarek mckinnon being a difference maker i think i think isaiah pacheco not just in in his in in the in the uh the results or or his yards and his stats 
but just probably in, in the in the amount of effort he brought to practice and in the locker room. He just seemed like a player who could motivate people just by the way he ran the ball and how much passion he brought to the field. Joe, uh, speaking a lot of Eric Bieniemy for obvious reasons, but th- this has a lot of connections here, uh, especially with the combine not far away. I can't believe it's already that time. But you and Eric Bieniemy have some connections here. You were the same draft class, right? And did you guys did you know? Did you know him? Or I'm yeah, I met Eric. I met Eric. Um, we when I was at the uh, at the combine, my roommate was Ariel Solomon, who was. Um, uh, an offensive lineman for Colorado mm-hmm. and uh, he and Eric were friends and, and we had caught up uh, at one point during the combine, you know, just a couple of the Colorado guys were getting together to talk and, and Eric was one of them and, and I got to meet him and hang out with him for a little bit. So it was, it was really nice to, you know, just shoot the breeze uh, with them and no, not really knowing each other had no history, obviously, because, you know, Penn wasn't certainly playing Colorado um, <laughs> at that time. Cause that's back when Colorado was, you know, they were fighting for national championships right, every year. Right. And, um, but yeah. And then, and then, and then like through the chargers, right. So we'd see each other uh, chiefs chargers games, you know, and, you know, just, Hey, Hey, what's up, Eric, how you doing? You know, just cause you get to know somebody through, you know, Eric, like through, I got to know him through Ariel Solomon, who was, who was my roommate. It was, who was another offensive line. It was a great guy. And, and we've actually stayed in touch over the years, uh, stayed in touch with Ariel, but um yeah, so yeah, so a little little bit of a connection there, right? Same draft, and you know, kind of got to meet him and 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 get to hang out and, and at the combine and get to know him a little bit. And it was always it was always fun for me to meet guys like Eric Bieniemy. I mean, he he was he was a legend in college, and that Colorado team was was legendary. Uh, those guys, um, you know, had, 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 like I said, had been fighting for national championships. So it was really cool to um, you know to be kind of running in those circles for a little bit. Did you and I know you knew Solomon a lot better than than uh, Bianami, but you know he seems like a very uh, gregarious, engaging guy with a good. Did did that show in kind of his limited interaction with him? Did you get? Oh kind of yeah, definitely. He was he was yeah, just like you know friends with his lineman buddies that you know, I was hanging out with at the combine. He's rooting them on and you know kind of you know just kind of supporting them and whatnot. Yeah, definitely, definitely in the, in the interactions that we had and, and even post, you know, the combine and onto the chargers chiefs rivalries. I mean, seeing him, you know, out in San Diego or when the chief, the, the, when they would come to Arrowhead to play us, I mean, you know, it was always a nice shake a hand. Hey, how you doing? Good to see Eric. Hoping how's everything going, you know? Um, yeah. So it was definitely a, a little bit of a, a relationship there uh, through those, through the playing years. I haven't, I haven't talked much to him since, Um you know, so you're saying you're, you lose you're not going to be on the watch? We'll break. I probably you're, you're won't get any Washington, Washington Commanders <laughs> tickets at this point. I mean, I could maybe ask, but uh, <laughs> but but yeah. So it is going to be interesting to see, you know, how how it all plays out for him. Well, if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.